You've already seen me on the big screen and now you get me live. Um, so that's, I'm sorry about that. Um, but I am Nicola and I work here at King's and um, I would never have thought I would stand on this stage or have the job that I had. When I was a teen, I believed that I didn't quite fit in, that I didn't really have a place and that I wasn't good enough for a lot of things. And this affected me, it affected my life, it affected how I saw myself, it affected my friendships, it affected how I made my decisions, my work, and all those things. And when life fell apart, which it usually does at some point in time, when the difficulties come in, those insecurities would crowd round and I would be left feeling weak, broken, lonely, unworthy. And usually after a time of kind of trying to ignore the feelings, kind of like just push them to the side, I'd usually binge watch a TV series. I would go to Jesus and in a small voice whisper, Jesus, I need you, I can't do this. And I wonder what you believe about yourself. What insecurities do you face? I'm going to assume and very selfishly hope that I'm not alone in facing insecurities or just feeling generally a bit broken. And as Andrew has said, and as we know, life is difficult. It is a fact. Things don't go the way we plan. Relationships aren't perfect. Health problems appear. Loneliness and depression are a huge issue in this society. You get, we have pressures, whether that's from school about exams or your boss about the latest project that you've got to do. Life is full of difficult situations and it is also full of broken people who are weak and desperate. This is not new. This is not a new thing for our generation. This has been like it for ages. The Bible is full of broken people and the woman we meet in the miracle that I'm going to look at is just one of them. So we're in Luke 8, but reading from verse 43 to 48. It should be on the screen behind me, but you can find it in your Bibles if you want to. And at this point, we find Jesus in a crowd. And so Luke describes this crowd as a crushing crowd. It is crushing Jesus. So kind of imagine if you're at a festival and everyone wants to get to the front to see the act the best, or for the commuters out, out there, like on the underground at rush hour. This is the kind of crowd we find Jesus in, and he is on his way to heal a dying girl. And Luke writes, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. No one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. So we'll just pause there. Here is this broken woman. She has had a period for 12 years. That is horrible. No one wants that in any society. But in this society that she lives in, under Jewish law, it is a social disaster. She is deemed unclean because of this illness that she has. That means that she can't come to go to the temple. No one wants to touch her or even sit in a seat that she has sat in because it would make them unclean. Can you imagine what life was like for this woman? The shame and the brokenness that she felt. She was an outcast for something that was not her fault. And there was no cure. There was no way out of this solution situation. And so she, she is desperate for change. She is full of shame. She doesn't want to be noticed. She doesn't go to Jesus boldly saying, heal me. She comes up to him and just reaches out and touches the edge of his cloak in a quiet act of desperation because that is all she can do. And Jesus, in this wonderful act of kindness and power, heals her. And then he stops 
and he says, who touched me? This woman got the healing she wanted. She did it discreetly. She probably thought she got away with it. And then Jesus stops and says, who touched me? What would have gone through your head if you were this woman and Jesus has just called you out, basically? Like, I would be like, no, 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 no. I've got to get out of here. Um, so Luke continues and says, when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. Peter was like, what is going on? But Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. She came trembling and fell at his feet. This woman is healed. She no longer has the illness, but she is still full of shame. She still sees herself as unclean. All she wants to do is disappear into the crowd, but she can't. Jesus waits. He draws her out. And then he says, daughter. This unclean woman, he calls her daughter. How must have that sounded to her? What, what effect did that word have on this woman? Jesus takes this unclean woman and takes her from being unclean to being a daughter, to belonging. How did that change her? There is power in words and there is power when we know our identity. This woman got the healing that she wanted. She could have gone home happy, but she got so much more than that. Jesus gave her a new identity. Jesus, the Son of God, who, as we've just had, created the heavens and the earth, called her daughter. And that would last long beyond the next desperate moment, the next label put on her, and the next difficult situation. Some of you may be desperately crying out for God to change things, whether that be healing or something else. And for some reason that I do not know, God does not always work instantly or in the way we want him to. I can't say I've seen instant healing like this woman has seen, but I have seen Jesus take the broken bits of me and remind me of who he is and who he says I am. And that brings freedom, security and confidence to face the situations. And we don't always remember. Some of us have been told what Jesus says about us, so we don't always remember. Just recently, God has had to remind me of who I am in him again. I was being, becoming overwhelmed with difficult situations that I just didn't know how to handle. And I was dwelling on how life wasn't the life that I had dreamed of when I was younger. And I went to God, and he reminded me again that he is the God who sees me, he loves me, and he has chosen me. The situations haven't changed. I still have to face them. The disappointments and the difficulties are still there. But actually knowing that God has chosen me, that he loves me, gives me a confidence and a security that goes with that. In the brokenness, we have to choose to reach out and grab Jesus' cloak. And he reminds us again and again who he says we are. What are you doing in the broken and desperate situations? Are you reaching out for Jesus' cloak? What does that look like for you to do that? Do you know what Jesus says about you? Can you remember who you are in him? Do you live in the confidence and security that you are loved? You are accepted. You are chosen. You are worthy. 
you are beautiful, that God is with you and he is working in you, that you are his, you are his son and his daughter. Do you believe this? Are you listening to what Jesus is saying about you? I challenge you, I challenge all of us, whether we know that we are broken or not, whether we know what Jesus says about us or not, that this week we take some time and go and ask what Jesus says about us. Maybe it's to remind us or maybe it's to tell us for the first time. Make some space, listen to him, read the Bible and see what he says. And if you don't know where to start, Ephesians 1 is always a great chapter and especially Ephesians um, verse 1 verse 5, which tells us that God chose us and adopted us into his family. We are a part of his family. Our world is broken, life is hard, and there seems to be no solution a lot of the time. But we have the answer. Jesus has the power to transform lives by taking unclean people and making them a member of his family, making him, them his son or daughter. And if we grasp this for ourselves, if we choose to listen to what Jesus says about us and not what the world thinks, if we live out of that security, what impact will we have on our families, on our friends, on our schools, on our workplaces? Who on your blessed list is in desperate need of knowing what Jesus says about them? Let's be the ones to tell them and show them who they are in Jesus by knowing and living in this confidence that we know who we are in Jesus. That Jesus has taken us from being unclean, unworthy, not good enough to being daughter, son, loved and chosen. Thank you.